Good morning, everybody. As you can tell, I'm not Steve. Uh, and he tasked me to speak this morning. And I prayed and asked God what to kind of talk about. He put it on me to talk about disciple. What it is to be a disciple. So this morning, that is what I'm going to bring about. Simply being a disciple is just being a Christian. Uh, in Acts eleven twenty-five through 26, I'll read. So Barnabas went to Taurus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first, were first called Christians. So in this scripture, it, it really hones in the fact that when you become a believer in Christ, in that moment, you are a disciple of Christ. There's, there's no second level, like you're leveling up to get to a certain point. You're a Christian and you become a disciple. Now, that doesn't mean that there's going to be you know, a newborn Christian. You've got things you need to know and learn about the walk of, like Christ does, to how to think, feel, act, and be like Christ. And that is the task of the church, the body of all of us, to help along. But you in yourself, even as a young Christian, have something to give. And in this, I'd like to give some examples of discipling. And as I go through this, I'm going to mention some of the things we do here at church. Uh, Titus 2.4. I'll uh, read that one. Well, Titus 2.4 has left my thing here, but in other words, Titus 2.4 is talking about older women are to train younger women. That necessarily doesn't mean just in age, but also in where they are in their walk with God. Uh, for an example of this in our church, woven is a really good thing to get involved with. It's where you go and pour into each other speaking truth into one another about what the Word of God has for all the things that come about in daily life, whether it's anxiety, depression, fear, or just rejoicing with one another over something wonderful that has happened. But in doing these things, you're pouring out into someone. It's just not a one-way street. It is also pouring in to you as well, even if you don't realize it in the moment. And when it pours back into you, it grows your roots deeper. And when those roots grow deeper, it becomes you become more bold in God, and God can do more with you. As in another example, Second uh, Timothy two two, um, and I'll read that one. I remember to put that one on my list. And what have and what you have heard from me in the presence of my witnesses, entrust to faithfully men who will be able to teach others also. So in this verse, Paul 
has trained Timothy to train others to train others. So in that, that is the, the action of being a disciple is discipling. And in discipling, you're out to train others, to be a light. And it could be someone in your family. Uh, it could be friends, co-workers, or when you're in the body of Christ, speaking and pouring into one another. Another great example of that with what we do here is Bible study. Uh, meets on Wednesdays. Uh, it's a good way to pour in one another and to be a part of that and train yourselves up. Normally we go over the, uh, the sermon that Pastor Steve has preached that prior Sunday, which is great to go more in depth and to just share what it, what it meant to you and, and has done for you as well. Um, another good example is uh, Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. I like to tie this and relate this to banded, which is something that I know is what I uh, teach on Sunday mornings between 9.15 and 10.15 sometimes. Sometimes we go a little over. But it's a great way for men to get together to sharpen one another, to build up our shield of faith and our sword that speaks the word and truth, and also all the other parts that come with that. But in doing that, pouring into one another, we are galving ourselves and lining ourselves up more and more with God. Because as we know, as we leave from today, going out back into the regular world, it's full of distraction. There's many things that lead us into busyness and things that can distract us from our focus as disciples, which is the pursuit of Christ and to live like him. But in all of this, there is more examples, and I've got two more to share. All Christians are to exhort each other every day and to avoid sin and to stir each other up to love and good works. Kind of paraphrase that one a little bit, but in that is just another example of how important it is for us as Christians to talk to one another and to be with one another. It is the way that God has set this up for us to be able to help one another when we're feeling down or discouraged. And also uh, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 is also a good example. Um, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and in good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. A good example of this was before COVID. Pre in the past, we would have uh, home groups, Bible studies. And the good thing I like to tell, which I don't know if Steve knows this yet, <laughs> is we're hoping in the near future to be able to start that back up. Uh, I think that is a vital key role for people to get together, fellowship, and be pouring into one another as well. Another great example of discipling.
Also, in discipling, there's like the storehouse. It is a great opportunity if you feel like you just want to get out the good news to Jesus. You can get with Trevor. He can, I'm sure he'd love to be able to have someone there to talk about Christ and his unfailing love and tell him the good news. But also there's other opportunities to get involved like Operation Christmas Child is another great example. Um, also, my last example of this is 1 Peter 4.10. All Christians are to use their gifts to serve others. I know that's a kind of a simplified version of that of that verse, but it hones in that we all have special things that God has given us. Some are good at numbers, some are good at talking, which I am not. This is very awkward for me. But uh, we all have gifts, specific, that God has given us. And never think that your gift is never important, no matter how you think it is. But God can take that gift and use it for great things. Uh, also, I'd like to mention citizen youth. Don't worry, Samantha will be sending out a uh, text giving you all these scriptures for Wednesday night's uh, lesson as we go over what I'm talking about and the importance of discipling. So with all this, there, there is a cost to all this. All this that I'm talking about, all these actions that, that God has commissioned us to do, like he speaks of in talking about the Great Commission to go out and tell the world the good news. We have, to, we have a cost of sharing in one another's suffering. That can be time-consuming. It could be draining. But always remember that when you are pouring out, you're helping your fellow brother and sister. And not only is it helping them, but it's also helping you, healing things in you that you might not even be aware of and preparing you for the future for what God has you to do. Also, I'd like to speak of another cost. Uh, the world and its distractions can make you full of busy things. And 2 Timothy 4 is a good example of that. I mean, God literally puts a verse in here for us for this. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. So as Satan throws many distractions and as our culture and world strives for that, to be entertained and distracted every day, every minute of every hour, let's not forget to be in alignment with God, to focus on godly pursuits and what he has us here to do. So... In and all that, my encouragement is for us all is to this year to pray a lot. Think of what God's has you for his heart. And if you are feeling a little out of the circle or loop and not aligned with God, these are some examples of how to get closer to God. To be in alignment is to be with your brothers and sisters. And to be able to be that light to your family and friends and co-workers. So in conclusion, I would, or in closing, like I said, this is going to be a fast one. I'm not used to this. Christ has given us 
the ability to um, do this, to be disciples for him, to be his hands and feet. And um, it's, it's something that our actions can be beacons of light to those who are lost. But in order for our light to really shine bright, we've got to make sure we don't withdraw and keep it hidden. We must be out. And one of the ways we can do that is by being good disciples for whatever God has put in you to do, whatever gifts that he's given. So in all of this, we will all grow together as a church more and more in maturity. So that is all I have to say. I hope this short little teaching is in some way helps give you hope and perspective and encouragement of the year ahead and what we can do together. Uh, so I'm going to now close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you do. And Lord, we come humbly before you just seeking for us to be able to do your will and to be great disciples and Christians for you, Lord. Lord, give us the strength, stir our hearts, give us the energy to do these things for you, God. It is in your mighty name I pray. Amen.